the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Caroline. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I am your host, Caroline Hobby. I know music, I know people, and I know the questions you want to ask. So let's get hyper. Heads up, these are adults having adult conversations, so there could be adult content. This episode, I have the sweetest soul joining me, Rebecca Sweet. I love this woman. She is an incredible heart, an incredible soul, and she has a blog called Sweet Lady Jane. Lady is with an I, and it's talking about food, fashion, travel, and art. She loves farm-to-table food. She has so many great recipes, all sorts of great gift ideas. And this blog was a huge deal to her because it helped her overcome one of her greatest obstacles, which was dyslexia. So this blog really put her out there, got her out of her comfort zone, and she's had so much victory from it, personal victory, and it's been so well-received, and her story is amazing. She's also married to Philip Sweet from Little Big Town, one of the four members of Little Big Town, and we talk all about their beautiful love story their sweet love story and how life is on the road with little big town it's pretty freaking awesome so y'all welcome rebecca sweet so i'm here with rebecca sweet yay and she lives up to her name sweet because you're the sweetest i really think you are the sweetest i don't know maybe it's just when i'm around you no (laughs) that's a kind of me to say and we have to comment on your hair because it is looking bomb i just did this two days ago so it was kind of terrifying but it was fun i just wanted bold. it to be bold what yeah. you said bold yeah. and it's so bold thank and it fits you. your skin tone thank you so it's kind of how about we describe this color uh i guess it's like a true red um amanda at lee edwards she's the one who was like did it once we kind of baby stepped me into it the first time and then when i came back i was like okay let's do it go big or go home yeah i love it she went there it was awesome she's it's- kind of obsessed with curly hair so She's been really helping me embrace my curly hair and then love just it. embrace a color that's mine. And I love it. I don't yeah. think you should ever change. Thank you. Like, I would say this color forever. Oh, yay. Okay. Looks amazing. Now I just need a convertible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> totally. Or Jeep, something. Anything at the top down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with a little rapid fire. Okay. So, oh, actually, these are just some questions. Okay. So answer first thought that comes to mind. Okay. okay. Oh, I love this. If you had a time machine, would you go back in time or would you visit the future and why? Where would you go? Oh, I would go back in time to the 40s. I love the 40s. The speakeasies and like the hairdos and clothes. Yeah. And it's kind of romantic because it was kind of like dangerous, but like not dangerous. Yes. You know, like during prohibition and stuff. I would just love to see that. That would be amazing. Oh, you would look great. Is that like flapper era? Yeah. 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 Like, um, great Gatsby. Yes. You know, like cigarette smoking is really cool. Yes. And like the long, like cane ones, you know, that would be really fun to do that. Okay. Yeah. Love. (laughs) What always brings a smile to your face? Philip. He really does. Your sweet angel husband. Yeah. He's just such a good guy and sweetest. And he just always believes in me. I mean, anytime I get passionate about a project or even a house project or sweet lady Jane, he just always believes in me and takes me there and pushes me and doesn't let me like just hang myself or let me, you know, 
have doubt, self doubt. So it's kind of amazing. It's so good. I know. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I deserve you. (laughs) You do. You. I'm a slight pain in his ass, though. No, you're not. (laughs) And we're gonna come back to it. But your husband is in Little Big Town, and he's amazing. He is amazing. And you also, you said Sweet Lady Jane. Sweet Lady Jane. That's your blog, which we're gonna talk all about. Love. But you guys are the sweetest couple. Thank you. And I think people live up to their names. That's so sweet. We. I mean. We've been married for 10 years, and so we just wanted to love each other forever and to be that couple to gross our grandchildren out. We wanted to be, like, on the front porch drinking dirty martinis and, like... Making out. Making out. So and our ha- kids going, eww. Was know? that a conscious decision? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Because, you know, some couples get into this thing where they start, like, picking at each other, and they kind of yeah. keep score, and then all of a sudden you see a couple, and they're, they're always bickering. And yeah. that's not you guys. No. But that was a choice? I mean, yeah, it definitely is a choice. I mean, we definitely argue, but, I mean... It's just the way we kind of take a break. It's our process. We learn to communicate. We always are constantly learning different ways to communicate. And even as we grow older, that changes too. You know, your feelings change. And so as long as you keep in touch with each other and be best friends, then it can be that way. I still like him a lot too. How cool is that? Yeah. Do you feel like you are like love him more now than you did 10 years ago? Yes. Oh, definitely. Because I mean, he, he helped me grow so much. And 10 years ago, I was... A little more cocky. You <laughs> Aren't know, we all? A little more <laughs> obnoxious, <laughs> you know? And he loved me through all that. Like, he helped you get some wisdom? Yeah, without shoving it down my throat, yeah. which was kind of amazing. He let me learn on my own terms and my own pace and didn't judge me for making a mistake or, you know, be like, you're such an idiot. He never said that. Ah, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure you've helped him grow, too. I don't know. You have. <laughs> it's a, That's beautiful. <laughs> I think the only thing I do is help him with his technology. <laughs> You're tech savvy? I like technology a lot. Are you kidding me? I do. I do. I built Little Big Town an app one time years ago because I just, it's fun. It's just fun to kind of look at, I don't know how to code or anything that far, but wow. I just really enjoy that. It's that's interesting. Crazy. You're it's, like a rocket scientist. It's fascinating. Well, in my former life, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. I think that's great. You're like a sexy rocket scientist. Ooh, I like that. I like that's that. what it should be for Halloween. Yes. <laughs> and you could have, um, Philip dress up as like a Bunsen burner, you know, like oh, yeah. the exploding thing. That would be amazing. <laughs> we do have themed Halloweens at our house. As Every year, it's kind of hilarious. One year, uh, the first Halloween that we had our daughter Penelope, he was the big bad wolf. I was little Bo Peep, and she was my sheep. It was really hilarious. Oh my gosh, she was the cutest sheep ever, too. Oh little lamb, little lamb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what makes you the angriest? Ooh, what makes me the angriest? The sweets don't get angry. You know what? What make me angry is if you mess with my husband or my baby. Don't or my mess, family. Don't mess with your flock. It's just no. Don't mess with my flock. I just don't like that. Like. It's especially with Philip and Penelope that they are so sweet and they, I want to protect that, that I just get, that makes me fired up, you know? Yeah. That would definitely push my button for sure. Okay. But other than that. Mama hen. Yeah. Mama hen. Other than that, I'm pretty easy going. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I I thought there wouldn't be much that made you angry. No, just don't mess with my dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What is one song that reminds you most of your life? Ooh. Or one song to describe your life? To describe my life. That's mm-hmm. a tough one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like there's like a couple, of, you know how you feel like there's theme songs in your life? There's moments of those. Like they're Walking in Memphis is a big song, which Philip will die laughing when he hears this part. Why Walking in Memphis? Because, well, my dad and I used to listen to that song all the time. I was born in Memphis, so, but we grew up, I grew up here. And so we used to dance to that song. And, you know, I just thought it was some song that my dad and I, was special between us. And when Philip and I were kind of talking and, 
you know, he was asking me out on a date. I was like, okay, I'll go out on a date with you if you can play Walking in Memphis for me. If you learn how to play that, I will go on a date with you. He like busted it out right there. So you're like, okay, let's just walk down the uh, aisle. Okay, let's just, yeah, literally. Because like, weren't you the intern? Didn't you tell me that? Y'all have like a really kind of scandalous. scandalous love story. It I is a little it. scandalous of a love story, but it's a true love story. And How did it go down? Okay, so since I grew up here in Nashville, I started at Sony Music Nashville in the basement when I was 14. And so, Doing what? Um, anything I could. An intern they working for free. They let you have free. a job at 14? Yeah. Well, I was. it was technically like part of a high school program, like cool. kind of like an internship, seeing how it goes and stuff like that. But that was when Mike Kraske and Alan Butler were the heads of Sony. And I went to high school with their sons. Okay. So we were all friends and I just really wanted to be on the business side of the music industry. Cause I loved being around creative people and passionate people. And if I was going to have to work a desk job for the rest of my life, it had to be with passionate people. Totally. Just couldn't do it any other way. I agree. So went to college, came back home, and that's kind of when everything in Nashville was kind of up in heaval. And, you know, what do you mean? Um, well, Sony Music Nashville, you know, Alan oh, and yeah. Mike and a lot of the heads like ended up losing their jobs and they were kind of not sure what was going to happen with country music, if they were going to move it to New York or L.A. or oh, just. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of scary for my but little hometown because that's all that there was was They're country music moving country music they were or just getting it rid of it all together you well, know look how they turn those tables around. right yeah it was kind of crazy so wow. um mike Kraske opened up an independent label called equity music group yes so of course i went banging on his door and i was like please can i have a job please can I have a job but, you know well i'm in, going to school and all this that and the other and I got a job working for the label and management. So I kind of got to see both sides of it all. And I really kind of helped, you know, with everything, paying bills, getting contracts, driving the artists around, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And every time I would see Philip, I would just get these butterflies. In. But I swore to myself I would never date an artist. Like, even when I was a teenager, like, just... I'm not going to do it, you know? Why do people swear to them? Because I did that to myself, yeah. too. I was like, I'm not going to date an artist, but yeah. I secretly knew I was. Yeah. Because, because they're the most creative and passionate. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like almost like, I'm not going to touch the hot stove. Well, you know? I think we have these images that they couldn't be faithful or they right. couldn't be committed or... Or want a family. Right. Or how do you have a normal life? And it is obtainable, you know? Yeah. But it's definitely about that right guy, you know? And... He would always try to, like, make my lunch when I was supposed to be making his lunch. I was like, dude, I, you're not supposed to do that. Like, I am. <laughs> so long. We, I was there for a year. So and he long, was flirting with you. Oh, yeah. Every time he saw me, like, flirting with me. And I was, like, booking his airline tickets and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay, you can't be flirting with me. <laughs> you're going to give me trouble. And, um, and Mike Cressy had threatened Philip too, and Jimmy, and any male around me. He was like, daddy, you know, like, okay. don't touch her. Like so he's she's like off protective. limits. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little like kind of like the daughter of the label. Like they just everybody wanted to make sure that I was safe and, you know, yeah. well taken care of, which I was. Still am. And um, so long story short, they um, Little Big Town's tour manager at the time called me and asked me to bring a snake from Nashville to Memphis. Like a snake? The like the snake that um, it connects the stage oh god i was like yeah sorry and nothing's too far out in nashville no, right like, what kind of show are they putting <laughs> karen on karen wanted and a <laughs> snake instead of a cape this she's time she's gonna put on a little britney spears <laughs> yeah, action yeah. i mean you know hey, I, it's it, not too far-fetched no right it could happen <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. karen might have to take a xanax before holding a snake but <laughs> <laughs> right but 
anyway, so it's a piece of gear that connects everything, you know, on the stage to okay. the front of house and out to the audience. So I was like, sure. You know, and at the time I'm trying to pay my bills and they offered me money to do it. So I was like, okay. But the whole way there, I'm like calling all my girlfriends. I'm like, I know he's going to be there and I know he's going to try and flirt with me. And I remember I had texted him something and he never responded like a funny joke. Okay. He never responded. So I was like, okay, he, he probably thinks he's so much cooler than I am. So forget him. Right. Yeah. And I get there and I'm sitting on his bus and I'm like, see him on like the bus monitor camera, like walking to the bus. And I just grab a newspaper <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. Like, just so interested in what this yeah, newspaper has it's to say. Amazing. It's so what you were like inter- wanting oh, to do. Uh, Read right. all about the news. All about the news. Right. Right then. So like you didn't even see him come in. You're too yeah. busy. Yeah. I'm too busy. <laughs> and so he comes up and he actually is like, I'm so sorry. I didn't respond to your text. And I was like, crap, he caught my bluff, you know, like. Like he's gonna, he's not trying to play games. No, yeah, he was not trying to play games. Uh-huh. And so, toward the end of the night came, and I had to drive back to Nashville. And he was like, "You can't drive home by yourself." And I was like, "I drove here by myself. I'm a big girl. It's not that far. You know, I can handle it." And he's like, "Well, why don't I just ride with you?" Stop. And I'm like, "Okay, sure." Are you like dying inside? Dying. Full inside. body butterflies. Full like nervous. body butterflies. Now it's probably more than butterflies. Now it's oh, nerves. Like intense. Like I'm like, <laughs> is my face red? Like. <laughs> Oh my gosh, don't fall, don't fall, you know? And also, like, that's a long time with just someone in a car. Like, that's yeah. a lot of communicating that's going to happen here. Right. And I'm like, and I'm working for the label still. It was just all sorts of, <sighs> Okay. So then he pulls his bag to my car, and he gets in, and I feel like this is a good line, you know? I was like, ready for it. I was like, well, I just want to let you know, if you think that I'm that kind of a girl, you need to get back on your artist bus, and we can forget this even happened. And I appreciate you. Your concern, you know? So you just put it out there. Yeah, and he pats me on the... You said, I ain't trying to hook up with you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let me tell you how it is. Yeah, and he pats me on the shoulder, and he goes, well, I'm glad you got that out of the way. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's just been super cool from the start. Super cool from the start. And yeah. then literally... I'm glad, you- <laughs> I'm glad you got that out of the way. It was just, okay. Okay. And then two months from then, we were engaged. A year later, we were married, and then... So did y'all make out on that car ride? Yeah, we kind of did. Yeah, totally, totally did. Well, the he definitely made me there. breakfast too. It was really sweet. So it was like a makeout shack out. It was like he was really sweet because we got there so. So you told in him the that you're not that kind of girl, yeah. and then he. Put I you- ended up being that kind of girl. <laughs> hey, but you dang know, it, it's all about the way it's presented, right? Because I also said I would never marry an artist, and I did that, right? So, Look at you know, you. I guess I should stop saying I'm not going to do it because then usually I do do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, because it's really in your heart what you wanted to do. Right. But you just want to be respected and you yeah. want to be well treated. Right. And I was giving up a lot, like dating him too, because then I would never be taken seriously in the industry again. I didn't want to be that girl either that, you know, dated a bunch of artists or. Right. Like I really. And I was kind of looking for something to put my life, my future together, like kind of over dating casually and yeah. stuff like that. But I was also okay with being by myself. That's, I you know like that's when it happens yeah a hundred percent because I was even ready to like never get married you know yeah so I even told Philip that like in that first month of dating I was like eh, I don't really not really interested in getting married and you know I feel like I can have a great life being me and having a partner and it not have to do that kind of a thing and and then later on, I was like, of course, I told the one guy that I actually want to marry that I don't want to get married. Isn't that what we always do, though? Yeah. Especially when you're in your 20s. Yeah. You know, and you're trying to be like, 
cool. This is who I am. I'm yeah. Really cool. Like you're not going to like take advantage yeah. of me. I'm just letting you know. I'm an adult. I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I make the rules. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What is that? A pretty woman. And I say who I <laughs> sleep with. And I say, <laughs> and then it's like nothing. No, do it. it's a hundred percent that. Uh-huh. So it's, I it's just, I'm a walking contradiction, I guess with but Philip and I. Beautiful. It's but out. yeah. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't change it for the world. And you know, I have to play hard to get. Right. Yeah. He can't just have everything. Right. He can't be sweet and adorable and <laughs> charming. And perfect and charming. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. How has it been being married to, married to a musician? It's, How has that worked out for you? Oh, I love it. I mean, my house is always full of music, and it inspires my daughter to be in the arts and creative. And I just, it's enjoyable. It's fun to watch because I'm not necessarily the art you know into music musician kind of thing but you are very creative but I'm very creative I'm just more in a different way and I just love hearing him play different instruments and I think it's really cool sometimes on stage he's literally is playing the guitar and playing the piano at the same time I'm like how? how do you do that how is that possible he plays with his fingers up here and this hand on the piano it's crazy I don't have that kind of like he's a freaky anomaly I know. on anything he'll gross you out his gray hair is even growing blonde it's really obnoxious <laughs> So we've been looking for the perfect specimen, and we found him. It's your husband. But I yeah. think it's a, it's a power couple. It's both of you guys. Oh, you're sweet. It's the deal. I love it. Okay. So if you were a superhero, what powers would you have? Ooh, if I was a superhero, I would, I guess, to change somebody's heart. Like, you know, there's mm. so much. Gosh. Okay. Uh, I'm going to drop the mic on uh, that one. Of course. Uh, I mean, you are the sweetest uh, person. Well, there's so much, like, going on in the world, and not to bring it to a depressing point, but it's like, just if you could literally just touch somebody and change their mindset about the world, that would be a cool superpower. Cause then you w- we wouldn't have all this hate going on. You know, why do you think all this hate is going on? I think it's a miscommunication. I agree. I think on a people very large scale. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, you know, I love social media, but there are some downsides to it. And sometimes what it is, is that people don't take responsibility for the things that they put out there. Yeah. And they think, oh, well, it's just my opinion. I can say whatever I want to. Well, people listen to your opinions when you put it out there, whether it's right or wrong. And I think teaching that social responsibility to people, it just spreads like wildfire, you know? And everybody likes a little drama and controversy. And but it snowballs. It snowballs. And And it ends up hurting people. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but I think it's important to just start talking about it. And that it isn't against all of us. We're all in it together, you know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we got to do something about it. I love that. Yeah. Love, you know, in that. like 50 years where there won't be like a white European person genetically, you know what I mean? Like right. we'll just all be a big blend of people. Humanity. Yeah. It's going to have to be so crisscross. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, would be awesome. We'll all just be a bunch of mutts. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love mutts. Me mutts too. Are the, they have a lot less health prob- exactly. problems. Exactly. They're like more adapted. It's the way nature intended. Yes. If you think about it. I agree. <laughs> you don't see other animals asking each other about their genetic backgrounds. No. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Yeah. What a great superpower. Thanks. Okay. And if you could choose one celebrity to trade lives with, who would it be and why? Ooh. Let's see. If maybe I, just for a day, maybe not permanently. Carly Kloss, I love her. She's like oh. got the best legs ever. Yes. And body. And yes. every time I see her do a photo shoot or anything on Instagram, I'm like, ooh, I would love to spend a day in your life. Yeah, she's just hot. Just one. Yeah. What would it be like to be a supermodel? I know, right? Yeah. That would. That's always fascinating to me. I would w- want to be a fly on the wall. 
even like backstage and hear what they talk about and they're all there's just all of them you know just like this herd of like the most gorgeous women yeah these legs and they just hang out together yeah it's kind of incredible it's it is and i would just want to like try on one of the clothes even though yeah. i wouldn't be able to fit into it but well i mean I if you're pretend. carly Kloss for the day yeah it will fit like a super a glove but you are smoking Aww, so i i sweet. love your body i'm smoking in my own way right exactly <laughs> you got your own thing going thank you <laughs> okay so i'm gonna get into this now we've talked about how you are a nashville native how did you decide that you wanted to stay did you always know you wanted to be in nashville no because you're like an og I mean, I, uh, people call me the unicorn. It's kind of funny. Yes, I, there's not many, like, original Nashville native people here. No. Um, the funny thing is, when we were growing up, there wasn't a whole lot here. I mean, we didn't have a professional football team. We didn't even have a professional team at all. Are you kidding? No. I think I always joke, make a joke that we had wrestling, like, on Friday nights, and they had midget wrestling even, and, like, that was, like, the big hype to do, or drive down 2nd Avenue, and that's when 2nd Avenue was two lanes like one going one way and one going the other wow and it has exploded that whole part of it nashville's exploded yeah it's in unbelievable i mean it used to be this little town of nowhere because atlanta was so big that if you were going to go in the south you'd go to atlanta not nashville how did nashville blow up i think it just kind of i think country music definitely helped nashville blow yeah. up i mean it has always been the heart of this town and i mean the people were you know, supported by that industry. And so when the Dixie Chicks came out, Faith Hill and Tim yeah. McGraw and those, you know, records really kind started. made Nashville sexy. Yeah, it kind of blew it out of the water. I mean, mm-hmm. Tim and Faith are such gorgeous human beings. And yeah. the Dixie Chicks were just, you know, we never heard of a girl band yeah. harmonizing at that time. And mm-hmm. they were just selling big numbers like pop. So it yeah. kind of changed that perception. And then the show Nashville, I think, really helped. Maybe it showed that it's not just like a hick town. People yeah. think it's so like podunk, but it's not. But it's not at and all. No, but we all used to tease that we wanted to get out of the small town and be like, I am never going to live in Nashville. My parents live here, you know. And then you go away to college and you realize what a cool and special place this is. There's it's just something about so it. So special. You just, the people, even the people who moved here and lived here for 10 or 15 years, it's just, it's contagious. The, I guess, what do you call it? The, in aura or the I agree you know the I feel that same way yeah it's welcoming everybody's always welcomed and you can say hey or yeah sit down at a bar and make a new friend I don't feel like it's a competitive town I feel like people compete with themselves yeah and everyone here is a dreamer and everyone here is trying to accomplish these awesome passions but it's never like I want to win and I want this person to lose yeah ever I don't get that vibe at all no I don't either and honestly like it was kind of shocking when I've gone to other award shows with Philip that weren't country music based and just to see the, the drama and how so-and-so's dressing room can't be next to so-and-so and, and in country music, I feel like we're all just happy to be in one dressing room because we're all in there drinking together anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> exactly, you know, and it's a big family and everybody's cheering each other on. And I think that's so important for a community of music, you know, an artist to just have that support group. And I agree. it's amazing. I totally agree. I love it. So let's talk about your blog. Okay. Sweet Lady Jane. Yes. So tell me what that name, the origin is, where it came from, and tell me about the blog. I stalked your blog. I love it. There's so many amazing things in there. So many amazing recipes, too. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't realize how, like, farm to table you were and how, like, you, like, love this one little place to get your own vegetables. Yes. Talk to me about your heart and your blog and how it came about. So it started um, with kind of... Uh, conquering an issue, a fear. 
Um, so yes. Philip actually figured out that I'm dyslexic. How did you figure this out? And tell me what it's like living with dyslexia when you have no idea that you have it. It was incredibly hard. Um, growing up, I knew that we all, my whole family did. And my mom did, especially she's a teacher and, you know, she did the best she could help me. But dyslexia is really something that one in five people have and every dyslexic, dyslexic is different. So I don't see letters backwards. I like flip when I'm writing, I have to be aware of how I flip the sentence. So like, give think, me an example. So like, you know, you have like the beginning of a sentence and then comma, the end of the sentence, okay, right? Okay, let's say like, I'm Rebecca Sweet and my blog is banging. So yeah, it so would be like, would I would flip it. I would be like, my blog is, blah, blah, blah. like I sometimes just flip that or I omit words that don't have visuals like the, a, oh, uh. so everything's a picture for you. Mm -hmm. Everything is um, tied to a sensory. So when I read, I have to have it read to me and I have to be touching the book for me to really comprehend it and not have to sit there for 30 minutes on the same paragraph, like really struggling with wow. it. Yeah. It's kind of, I'm exploring it a lot, but Philip figured it out. He actually, this is how gentle he was about it too. Um, he found a documentary that Richard Branson and Charles Schwab's did called Rethinking Dyslexia. And he's like, this looks really cool. And Richard Branson's in it. Let's like check it out. I literally bawled through the whole thing. And I was like, I am not crazy. This is exactly he how I feel. Before? He just knew. He I think knew. he just knew. He's just so intuitive. And when I would ask him to spell things like phonics don't make sense to me at all. Like to me, it's my logic kicks in and a sounds like an a like not an ah. Like that doesn't okay. compute with me at all. So sounding words out, none of that makes sense to me. So writing a blog would be very hard then mm -hmm. if you have a hard time with sentence structure and all yeah. of that. Like how did you, how do you do it? So I have to be a little patient with myself. Um, I definitely have a journal that I carry around a lot that if you looked at it, it probably looks like foreign language because it's just scribbles. And then I take that and I write and I also have this app on my computer called Grammatically. And it shows me what is wrong with a sentence and why. So wow. I'm actually like kind of having to relearn how to the English language because now I'm aware that I'm dyslexic. So now I know how I learn. So now I have to go back and put those fundamentals into my brain. Wow. It's kind of intense, but it's, it feels good. Like, cause I'm not scared anymore. And writing such a big, were you scared thing, before you found out you were scared? Dyslexic? Yeah. Like, oh, did yeah. you, were you nervous with words? Nervous with words. Um, I have seven years of college and no degree. Cause I would just get so frustrated with school because some, and no teacher could help diagnose you. No. I mean, my English teacher at Auburn, the whole reason why I left Auburn university was because I was in English class really trying like my best going to the writing lab. I never missed a class. I mean, even if I was sick, I would still be there because she um, gave quizzes. So I needed all the points I could possibly get yeah. knowing that my grade heavily depended on the paper at the end of the semester. Well, had my mom help me. She has an English masters, you know, like proofread it and all this stuff. And my mom, when she would proofread it, she would never like fix it for me. She would do the same thing like grammatically does like, take a little comment note and explain to me that it was wrong, but not fix it. Okay. So my teacher had a program that could see all that. Well, she tries to turn me in for plagiarism. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And I'm trying, like, I... So how frustrating is this so for you? So frustrating. And I got 100 on all my quizzes. I mean, technically, before that paper, I had an A. So, so she failed you? Gave me a C. Wow. And that's probably really traumatizing too, because you're trying your yeah. hardest and then all of a sudden it's like, 
I don't know what to do. And if I'm putting all this effort into it, is this how my life is going to be? Like if I put this much effort and I'm, I know I'm doing my best, but it's not your best. It's my best. So it's defeating. So defeating. It just was, I didn't think I could ever conquer it. I never thought I would ever be a writer, but I always now wanted to be a writer. A writer. Yeah, I now love you have to write a it. Blog. Yeah. Gosh, that makes me want to cry. I love, and it's like so freeing. It's like getting to the top of that mountain and still seeing another mountain, but you're like, I did yes. it. Yeah, I'm gonna climb that mountain too. You know. And what an inspiration to your daughter, though, yeah. to show. I mean, I get so emotional. I hit 30, and everything makes me oh, cry. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm like, there's like a puppy, like a Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> yes. puppy commercial. I'm like, ah. well, it's like it's so inspiring to see people. take things that are feel impossible and conquer them yeah it is such a great thing for Penelope and I too because what I I like about her and I's relationship is I'm the mom that admits that I have flaws I to her I tell her that I made that I'm telling you not to do it because I made that mistake or I'm telling you to pay attention to this because I wasn't aware of it you know like I really try to help her understand that it's not just because I'm mom I'm trying to boss her yeah I'm trying to show her how the world works and that is my job and to protect her and to keep her safe because when she's 18 I got you're on your own yeah you know like yeah mama can't save you has she received this parenting well yeah. does she understand yeah because I she feels like I respect her because I do respect her yeah. and so it kind of helps that mutual respect and awesome. you know I mean she's still sassy to me but that's you treat her like a human you're yeah. not treating her like just I don't do talk it because I say to yeah because I, I couldn't stand that when I was a kid and I think a lot of parents it's easy to say that because it's hard it is frustrating in those moments when they're not doing what you're saying or asking and they're like why why and you're like because I said so, you know, like <laughs> you have to take the time. You have to breathe, take a step back. I mean, kids do push your buttons. They're supposed to push your boundaries too, you know. Yeah. So, it's good. It's good. I like our relationship. She's my little buddy. That's awesome. She's a little crazy pants sometimes, for sure. Well, you gotta have a little crazy, right? Okay. So let's talk about this little homestead place that you go to, where oh, yeah. you do a lot of your. Food blogs because yes. you. I love that you are also intentional with food. Like yes. that doesn't surprise me because you're an intentional person. But I do love food, and everything you make it seems like it's like coming from nature, like whole yeah. products. Yeah, I definitely try to do that. I think it's super important to use the healthiest option. I mean, even when you're making a sweet, you still want it to be healthy because cancer is so rampant and right. And there's so many you know philosophies out there of why or what, but. Additives and GMOs and all of that. But beyond that, for me, is it really does taste better. You You kind of have to train yourself. If you don't grow up eating healthy and whole, it's a new... You have to train your taste. This is fresh. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. And then um, Philip was also a big inspiration about food because he grew up on welfare. So... He grew up on welfare? He grew up on welfare, girl. Are you serious? So yeah. he's like the American dream? He is the American dream. Single parent household, five children. How did he get I, from there to here? I don't know. I keep telling Lori McKenna that he needs to, she needs to write a song called I Shouldn't Be Here With Him. Like, cause yes. it is, it, he technically, statistically should not be where he's at. It's Has he incredible. always just been that positive, inspired person? Yeah. Um, his mom had a theater in Arkansas, and he would play music. And he can't, I mean, he can read music, but he can't, I can read music better than he can. He you plays know? by ear? Yeah, totally by ear. He, he won't admit this, but I think he has perfect pitch. 
It's crazy. He's like a savant superhuman. He's a savant superhuman, but he doesn't, it's like he doesn't know it. It's really weird. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing too. Like you guys are a celebrity power couple, honestly. Right. You are. So sweet. But no one would know because the way you guys interact with people is so well I humble and kind, just Thank like Tim McGraw said. I love that song too. I do too. Um, I, you know, I think our philosophy has always been um, we want to feel comfortable in our skin. And if that's empowering to somebody or make somebody else feel good, then that's kind of like the point, you know, it yeah. just feels good to be together and it feels good to be me and it feels good to be him. So when that kind of unites, it just, and you're not trying to be better together. than anyone. Y'all no. are just trying to be yourselves. Oh man, we're just trying to get ahead, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're just trying to do your deal. We're just trying to get to the point where we're sitting in rocking chairs with, like, with dirty martinis <laughs> and grossing our grandchildren out. What's wrong you know? with that? That's just like the ultimate goal and just have a great, beautiful life together. It's so he short. was interested in food. Yeah. So he um, helped inspire you. He's super picky about food, which he has every right to be picky about food. And does he like healthy food? Loves healthy food. That's he loves any great. food. I mean, he really is a foodie, an authentic foodie. He, it will ruin his day if you have a better dish than he does, like kind of a thing. So it's what really happens funny. when you have a better dish? Oh, he pouts. It's really sad. You <laughs> like, have to share it with him. You he'll just like, like pick okay. his dish and he thinks he's got a good one. Uh -huh, and then if it's not good, he'll be super sad. He super can't sad. shake it? No, it's like, <laughs> it's kind of sad. You're like, oh, honey, it's okay. Order it, you know, or he'll order, you know, several appetizers just because he wants to try them, you know, like. I would say Michael's kind of like that. My yeah. husband, he loves, he wants it all. Yeah. Because he just doesn't want to miss yeah, the something. taste that could have been the best one uh -huh. that was a surprise. Right. Maybe that's a musician thing because they travel so much they just and they're explore. in that restaurant in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Maybe interesting. that's what it is. And yeah. I also wanted Penelope to know um, where her food came from. I thought, I think that's really important, you know, to teach our kids. It's a lot, it's kind of a dying thing, this farming and it's unfortunate, you know, everybody thinks an heirloom tomato should look perfect and they don't, yeah. no. you know, like you cut that spot off and eat around it, you know, yes. or so farmer Steven out there and then Nina, um, who works out there, she, they have just been so inspiring. It's that same thing of being around passionate people. Yes. They're passionate about what they do and there's a science behind it all and but it looks so effortless like there's a field of wildflowers just to keep the weeds down and you're like that's amazing I would have never thought to plant wildflowers to keep weeds out I bet you're gonna have one of these one day huh I kind of want one really bad it's yeah. kind of my therapy I, you know? I got that vibe when yeah. I was like stalking you hardcore I love it I was like stalk me <laughs> this is where you are like in your happy place out yeah here. Like it, you're, you love nature and you I, love connecting with like your hands in the dirt. Yeah. And I think it's that and it, being around somebody who's passionate about it. So, cause I learned something new and mm -hmm. can teach that to Penelope and it's just fun to see them and all of us get out there together and get our hands dirty, especially the first time they ever met me. They were kind of like, she's not going to get her hands dirty. Like no way. And I was like, okay, what are we doing? And so they put me in the chicken coop and we cleaned it out. They literally thought I was not going to touch any of the chickens or any of the poop or anything like that. How'd you find this place? Um, this is funny. So since I grew up here, um, the, the gentleman who owns it, Andy, he also owns Puckets. Oh, cool. One so, of the coolest local vibiest joints uh, in amazing. Nashville. Yeah. Every Sunday when I was a kid, we used to go out to Leaper's Fork and get a cheeseburger. It's so fun out there. So fun out there. Franklin, that whole yeah. area, Leaper's Fork, is yeah. like out of a movie. It's, it's seriously. Precious. And everybody's just so sweet and down home and you know there's a guy in overalls and a John Deere hat in every corner you know yeah it's just really special place and so they got opened or acquired at the mansion I think 
several years ago and then opened up Homestead Manor and then the farm. It's still new, but it definitely supports the kitchen. But then they have other farms kind of help get a, a little bit more beefed up but can you like buy vegetables from there yeah they have a farmer's market every wednesday cool they even have mimosas stop they have a mimosa bar it's amazing oh my god it's so amazing and Ugh. um do you like tamales like love tamales homemade real tamales this guy Ugh. he has four huge pots and sometimes six he'll make two extra ones and they they sell out like that they're so good and they're like in the husk and everything. See this and husk the restaurant husk. No, like oh the, in the husk, the, husk. Yeah, in the corn husk. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, it, it's amazing. This makes me want to move out this direction towards like come on, girl. Land, you know, because yeah. like that whole area, it is very more like farm to table. I feel like yeah. very local. Yeah, which I love. And the, just the people who are there, are just amazing. Like um, Rory, Jory and Rory, um, they used oh, to go out man. there all the time, and he still goes out there with their little girl and. He's such a ray of sunshine. Have you seen him since? Yes. Joey and Rory, for everyone listening, they are the most beautiful, inspiring love story ever. 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 It gives me chills. Yeah. Rory's the husband, and he's been, his wife, Joey, passed of cancer. Yeah. A horrible battle of cancer. And he documented it all. Yep. And there's a movie coming out about it, right? Yeah. And I think he's writing a book, too. And he has such a light about him. I can't explain it, but if you ever see him in person, there's just like, it's like looking at an angel. There's just such a little glow about him and the way he talks about her and his journey. It's like his journey's not over and he wants to tell their story and hopefully find a cure. But even better than that, I think he wants to just help somebody feel better about if they're going through it. Yeah. You know, it's, he's just a special person the, the, to have the ability to have that kind of like wisdom and yeah knowingness when you're in that kind of pain yeah like his faith is strong strong because i'd be pretty angry pretty I'd angry and pretty devastated to yeah. think you have to go the rest of your life without your soulmate and especially when you have a beautiful baby and yeah. you know that baby's gonna ask questions later and to have to relive that would be i think the most difficult thing to do wow. you know but he's, he's amazing inspiration. so he's up there too love and then you know there's little moms that have canning stuff and then you can get your meat up there they even have bison how great so you're just eating like mm-hmm. the most natural yep no whole, hormones no hormone foods yep. so what do you like to cook like when you do your <laughs> blogs how do you decide what you want to cook have you always grown up cooking um, and you also do cocktails so like, I do are you cocktails. a party person do you yeah. like their little yeah. like shindigs yes because um <laughs> well i come from a portuguese irish family okay. so we love get togethers and they always involve cocktails cocktails and you cooking have, you have to yeah it's just it's just the way it was um we didn't necessarily like cook all the time like during the week because my parents both worked jobs sometimes my mom had two or three jobs like they just worked really hard for my brother and I to have a very comfortable life and how wonderful. we definitely did yeah they're really great people how, how, what a blessing to have parents like that yeah it super was and so my dad he definitely is the party guy and you know so he would plan these nights of cooking like especially with Chinese so he He loves Chinese Chinese he makes the best egg rolls ever I wrote about it on the blog and the (gasps) recipes up there it's so good they're like little burritos they're amazing and he just would have such a fun time and I those are fond memories growing up of trying a new recipe and just kind of see what happens or what's in there such a unifying thing yeah and if you like if you're angry and you cook it's gonna taste angry Really? Yes, I'm telling Tell you. Tell me about this. It's really weird. Philip actually kind of, because, you know, one time I came home and I was just frustrated and traffic was bad and, you know, and I was trying to rush and it was school night and 
trying to hurry, hurry, hurry. And Philip was like, stop, or if it, it's going to taste like that. And it's the truth. If you think about it, anything you touch, you know, there's a reaction to it, right? Like, wow. Yeah. So that's, that's why they say, put your love into it. And like, you can taste the love. Yeah, it's true. It's really true. I've actually, I've thought a lot about how energy affects everything, but I yeah. have never thought about it in cooking. Yeah, it definitely does. Like, you know, if you love what you're doing, people are going to be like, oh, I love this. And you can taste the love. You can taste it, you know? And it makes you feel good. That's why yeah. I like soul food. Yeah, like exactly. Because like if someone that you love has made this food, you know, yeah. they're pouring. Wow. And that, that's this kind is of, like a moment for me right yeah. now. Yeah. See, and it's amazing. <laughs> and I really wanted to learn how to cook too for Philip. Like since he, you know, I didn't have to worry about food. I mean, I could eat whatever I wanted to when I was growing up. And even when we went to the grocery store, it was not a problem. If you, you wanted a box of Lucky Charms, you had a box of Lucky Charms, mm-hmm. you know. And he didn't have that same luxury. So I really wanted him to be able to come home and like have his wife cook him a nice meal it's like a love language you know like it's a way to be like I love you support you you know like I just love all the love uh, that you guys have in your life it's just important I can feel it like I have I've wanted to cry like three times talking (laughs) to you that's so sweet because there's so much love that radiates not just from you but the family y'all created the way y'all are expressing yourself through your blog yeah music like there's so much it's important cooking. to us, you like, know, I feel like you radiate that constantly. It's, I mean, it's what started our relationship. I mean, everybody thought we were probably crazy when we first started dating because, you know, he was an artist and there's an age difference and this, that, and the other. And he was so much further in his career and I wasn't. And, but you know what? We overcame all those odds because we loved each other. And, you know, I even had several friends when we first got married, like, you know, what if this doesn't last? And I'm like, well, it would be worth the years that I'm with him like it just was worth the gamble to me so you know love romance (laughs) but it's based off of love that's just what it continues to be and that's what I want that's what I want for Penelope too I want her to find that one guy that loves her and treats her the way that Philip treats me and she has that example though so she'll know to look for it oh yeah and I had that example with my dad my dad Mm -hmm. loves and so does my mom but I'm a daddy's girl I mean sorry mom (laughs) (laughs) hey that's okay yeah Okay, so back to cooking. So yeah. your dad cooked, you love the kitchen, yep. cocktails. Like, yep. So you just have always loved the experience of cooking and yeah. sharing meals and so drinks. joy, yeah, yeah, around it all. And then that's actually like kind of ties to Sweet Lady Jane. So my last name is Sweet. And then Lady, I just got, and I spell it with an I. I know, okay, I love the I. Um, just like a little flair. Yeah, well, Penelope's name spelled with an I. So oh. it's P-N-E-L-O-P-I instead of an E. It's okay. the Greek way. I love and um, there's also a bakery called Sweet Lady Jane in L.A. that took the Y. So hey. I went with I. Yeah, but you know, I, I like it. It's, yeah. It's bold. Yeah, exactly. We're and going, you are. Yeah. That's how you are. Thank you. Yes. And then Jane, um, I'm the only girl in six generations to be born in my dad's side of the family until my little cousin Mackenzie, who is, um, let's see, she just turned 13. So she's my little baby. I love her. Um, wow. So she's Mackenzie Jane, and then oh, Penelope wow. Jane, and then my grandmother's Betty Jane. Oh. And then, so it's just the middle name, you know? Yeah. And it comes with a, an attitude and a sass, and, you know, my but mom. But it's sweet. It is. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like. But it's also lady. You yeah. Know? So there's, like, some reference there. Like, yeah. This is, I it's love like, it. I can have fun, mm-hmm. but, but I'm you're a lady. Also a lady. Yeah. But it's with an I. Yep. So I'm going to have cool So I'm going to have fun. Yeah. I'm going to be bold redhead yeah. and I'm going to like express myself. Exactly. But. You might let a bad word slip here and there and it's okay. I mean, as you should. <laughs> Feels better sometimes. Always. It's such right? an accent piece. It just like. Yeah. I, I, I love a little 
little right? color in my conversation. Me too. It always helps. You I know? agree. Especially when you mean something. Yes. Emphasize it. <laughs> exactly. So on your blog, you have food, you have travel, you yep. have great gift ideas. Yeah. Like you did a great Father's Day package on yeah. there. That was awesome. Where Gifting's do you get- my love language. It is? Yes. You're a gift giver. Okay, I I'm glad to that. know that. Yeah. I really like to think about that moment when they open it and are like, I really wanted this. Like, I love that moment. That's awesome. That means like the world to me. So you spend a lot of time on gifts. So everyone, Mm -hmm. make sure you check out the gift section because (laughs) they are very well thought out. I I thought that when I was looking at them, like these are great ideas. Yeah. I always need ideas for gifts. Uh, You know, it's, it's kind of fun. It's just fun to go out and shop and, you know, even on the road, I like to do it and hold on to it or, you know, especially antiques. I love antiques. I have an obsession with that. You do? Yes. I love them. I would city farmhouse, um, is one of my favorite places to go. They have a pop-up shop too, twice a year. That's incredible. Is it in Nashville? Yep. Um, okay. she has a storefront in the factory. Her name's Kim oh, and it's nice. her and her husband. She finds these incredible pieces that you just wouldn't even believe. Amazing. She's impressive. And then um, twice a year, she has pop-up shops where all these other antique places from around the country come. And How fun. It's super fun. you got to let me know when this comes to town. It's in October. You have to come with me. Okay, great. Yeah. I would love to come. It's super fun. So fun. Yeah. So your blog focuses on food, travel, because mm-hmm. you yep. travel with Little Big Town a lot. Yep. Which And that's awesome. And Penelope yeah. comes and all the kids come. Yeah. Because all, all y'all have kids. Yes. You know, thankfully, I got a great husband, but he also has really wonderful bandmates. And they all get along, right? Yes. Which it's is so crazy. That's hard to think that so four hard. people can, can get, get along. along. And they really do. They really do. I mean, they really work together and they really are very loyal to the four of them. I mean, like they talk and they made the commitment to each other about family and how important that was for them. And so you they know, want all families on the road. Yeah. Everyone oh, yeah. included. Yeah. Karen's Kiki and Kimberly's Burley or Kim or, you know, like in the. Um, Penelope was Bop Bops, which came from Daisy, which is Kimberly's little girl. Are they kind of raised as like cousins or yeah, siblings? They in a way? act like siblings a lot. Um, Daisy definitely takes on the role of eldest. Penelope takes on middle, and Elijah is definitely the baby boy. So you there's know? three kids. There's three kids. So you all just have one. Yep. But it's almost like no one's an only child. It's the best of both worlds. On the road, they have siblings, and then at home, they get to be the only kid. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I want to be. A little Me. big town kid. Y'all want to be, but you want to be you. I mean, yeah. y'all's life is so, but you know what? You guys have gone with the flow of your life. Like, I feel like yeah. there's no resistance. Like, you guys embrace it all. You have to. I mean, mm-hmm. otherwise, why, why are we might here? Be you like, know? I don't want to do it this way. And I don't yeah. want to raise my kid on the road. And they right. might put up a fight about it or throw fits, but I feel like it's you not guys, worth it. You that you fight harder than, than it is just to go with it. And, you know, the experience that these kids are getting to see is kind of incredible. And they've been to almost, well, Daisy's been to every state but Alaska. Wow. And um, Penelope and Elijah have been to every state but Hawaii and Alaska. So, wow. I mean, that's incredible. And they're not even in double digits yet. So, wow. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. I never left Nashville except for to go to the beach, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> to go to Panama City on spring break, what you know? What a life experience. I wonder what they're going to be after seeing all these options. They're such smart little so cookies. Expanded. Their minds are so yeah. wide open. Yeah, they really are. They really don't see male female color any of that stuff like you know Penelope's best friends besides Daisy and Elijah is a boy um Dylan and they are like tight little buddies and so it's souls yeah yeah it's really yeah I think a proud mommy moment was for me 
when I felt like I was doing something right was um, her last birthday. We took her to Disney World and we took her to the Bippity Boppity Boo Salon and they dress them all up. So she wanted to be Jasmine. And then she goes, Mommy, I want to go get my picture taken with Chewbacca. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, you got it. Yeah. So you just like to play, girl. You don't care what it is. She loves Star Wars, Barbies, American Girl doll. If it's a toy, she loves She's it. She's in. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's really kind of neat. But I think it's because growing up on the road, you just... You and make, every walk of life yeah, is on the road. Yeah. Especially with a tour because there's so many crew. Yeah. There's so many people that are on the road. It's like a whole world out yeah, there. Yeah, it is. It's every walk of life. And a lot of those crew people have seen them grow up. And mm -hmm. even if they don't necessarily work for Little Big Town anymore, they might work for Luke, who Little Big Town's out with now. Mm -hmm. Our very first bus driver when the girls were babies is out there, Reggie. And, you know, he can't believe how big the girls are getting. So it's a little bit of a family reunion, too. And those are the constants for them is those people out there and the bus life. And so it doesn't really matter that the outside environment is changing. It really yeah. doesn't affect them. It's kind of crazy. Isn't it a, everyone, my husband, they're just getting going and they're yeah. a thousand horses. You've been I in and out for a long time, but isn't it amazing? So many people are like, how can you live this life? Isn't yeah. it overwhelming? Isn't it hard? But like to me, I Isn't mean, it hard in general? Guys, yeah. It's beautiful, though. The experiences and the community. Yeah. Well, life is hard in general, no matter where you're raising your baby. I mean, if yeah. you, it was just a choice I made. You know, like I, when Penelope was born, I had a choice to sit at home by myself while Philip was out on the road with George Strait for two months with a new baby or hop on that bus and have another new mom that's literally across the bus hallway from me. And, you know, to be able to ask Karen, hey, can I just go? potty by myself really quick and we watch her and they would you know it's like it was it is a family we do take care of each other and that's what's so nice about it I mean it's kind of a blessing to have Philip but it's definitely a blessing to have his bandmates too that's awesome yeah they're great people how is the best situation are y'all all in one we two? used to all be in one that's a lot of people on one the girls used to share a bunk we split a bunk in half and padded them all out and this is the, I will never forget this. Daisy is our little gymnast. She, <laughs> she literally has had abs since the day she was born. She's just so fit and little muscles on her legs. She's yeah. adorable. Um, one morning we, so had the divider and the girls could pop their little heads out when they were, you know, were awake and stuff. Well, one morning we thought, gosh, they're sleeping in and they're being so quiet. And all of a sudden we hear this like, <laughs> Daisy had swung herself over into Penelope's bunk and we hadn't, didn't hear it. Cause she's like just so muscles. Oh my gosh. We have no, like when Kimberly and I was like, still like trying to wrap her head around. How like, did that just how did she do that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She was our little gymnast for sure. So they were just in there playing, having a great old how fun, time. How fun to slumber party like that growing yeah. up. Always like have a built on slumber party. Oh yeah. They always think it's a sleepover. So yeah. And now it kind of breaks out to like, um, every family gets half of a bus. So, okay, so like, like two per bus. Yeah, yeah. Like Kimberly's on the bus with the Westbrook. So it's like the Schlappmans, the Westbrooks are on one bus, but like Kimberly has the back half and the Westbrooks have the front and then they kind of share the lobby, you know, like the oh. front room, you know, okay. and then Philip and I have a back of a bus and then our tour managers out there and security and camera guy and, you know, Okay, cool. Stuff like that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And the kids bounce between buses and, you know, this is they life, think it's man. all theirs. Yeah. I love this. They like bust them into sound check and they're like, we're here. When I grow up, I want to be a kid of Little Big Town. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. It's super fun. They have a great time. And, you know, I'm thankful that Philip and Karen and Jimmy and Kimberly have created that environment for all of us. And everyone wants that same thing. Yeah. 
it's nice. It's really nice. Okay, so how did all y'all's lives change when Girl Crush hit? Because oh that like gosh. changed the world. It did change the world. It was for me. This is what I love about being a wife and being on this side is watching something like that happen, especially to those four people. And but even the controversy that it caused and the, the way that they handled it was just so amazing. Because I would just be like, "Tell that person to," you know, like I can't even believe that they can't hear this or. You know, no one can still believe that it didn't go to number one. It, it didn't go to number one? No, it died at number two. Are you kidding me? Yep. But it was like the most monstrous song. It broke a 53-year sales record and didn't go to number one. Cow. Can you believe that? But no, that's actually, what I love about Little Big Town is like, that's the, that's so them. Everybody thinks Boondocks went number one. and It, it went, didn't? No, it went number nine. Really? Same thing with Bring It On Home was the highest one until Pontoon. Wow. And it was at, I think at three or four. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Yep. So. Yeah. That was their first number one. What? Pontoon was. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So I love, I love that Little Big Town is that story. Mm-hmm. You know, like that they just keep going and they just keep pushing on. And they actually inspire me a lot with Sweet Lady Jane in the way that I run my blog and my business is just to be patient and just to take the high road and, you know, just put your nose to the grind. And w- when you look up you're going to be so impressed and then just put it right back and just keep going. And it's inspiring. They, I am lucky to see how that they, they run a well-oiled machine. So it's run with love. Yeah. Totally. The high road. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, yeah, the high road for sure. I mean, they always are just such great examples of that. I well, need to learn more. About no, sometimes. you have. <laughs> and I think you though, in your journey, the fact that you are conquering your greatest fear Yeah, and you are, being the most vulnerable, exposing yeah. the most vulnerable part of yourself yeah, and putting it out there, which is an interesting feeling, but it's, it's like the scariest, but the most freeing, freeing. right? Yeah. Because, you know, if you think about it, we're judged every day by no matter who you are, when you mm-hmm. walk into the grocery store, if you're in your workout clothes, you know, somebody's looking at you like, oh my God, she's in her workout clothes, you know? So it's not any different. And I think when you make it an even playing field in your mind, it, then it becomes not so vulnerable and it just becomes like, well, if that's their opinion, then they don't have to read it. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. or if they love it, then they can read it, you know, share with your friends and stuff like that. So I really, truly am out there to conquer a fear and to, is that your main goal to conquer your fear and to really like have something of mine that was creative, my own creative space, you know, Penelope one day is not going to be here and not need me as much, you know, like mm-hmm. in that sense. And so I really wanted to have something that was mine for that reason. So like your outlet. Yeah, definitely my outlet. That's amazing. I don't know who's here, but somebody's at my house. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, it's Hayden. Hi, hey. Okay. How's it going? Hi, girl. She picked me up some boots. Oh, sweet assistant Hayden. What kind of boots did you get? Um, from Hemline. You might want to go get them because they're like $200 when oh. you see them. They're thigh high black boots. Girl. No joke. I love Hemline. It's like an Hemline, obsession. Who owns that? Mary. It's She's, not Holly Williams. She does no, H. Audrey. She does H. Audrey. And I love Holly too. Yeah. I love Holly's got a great story too, man. Yeah. yeah she needs to write a book. I would she read that book. She does, doesn't she? Because they yeah. survived that horrible accident. Yeah. She needs to write a book. I mean, she's like old country Nashville. Her not Hank just country. Williams, yeah. All the Williams. Not just country history, but like Nashville history. They've been, in, their family's been around, you know, for generations. So. But they've seen a lot. Okay, so there's some local stores. Hemline is hot. Yes. So what are you looking forward to with your blog? And what are you looking forward to with your future? Like, I love vision boards. Yeah. And, like, 
where you see your life? Like, what do you see your life in the next five, ten? Just what do you see your future with yeah. your endeavors and your life? I really want Sweet Lady Jane to become um, bigger, you know, like even with employees or even the reach and even what I'm doing, not just, I mean, the basis of it will always be the blog. But I really want to expand into a jacket. I have an idea for a jacket. That yes kind of like a pink ladies jacket like where I would give you one and Karen one and and they all have HB on it. Oh my gosh, how cool would that be? Which could be head boss or head depending on how you want to take head, it. Head bitch, head bitch. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would say head bitch, but What a great idea for a jacket. Yeah. Every woman would love that. Yeah, and kind of like it's almost like my way of thanking them but also like kind of branching out into that world cuz I love fashion too. I mean, you look awesome. Sometimes I have to google how to pronounce the word, but I'm getting, I'm working on that, (laughs) but I really do appreciate it. I mean, it's artwork too, and it's Mm -hmm. a creative space. And, you know, Alexander McQueen is one of my favorites just because of how dramatic he is Mm -hmm. and his his opposites of like life and death and stuff like that is kind of fascinating to me because he just seems like a very interesting soul. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot, there was a lot going on up there, you know, and so you want to grow it, grow it big worldwide, like worldwide into like clothes and and cocktail mixes. And, you know, I really just want to be a providing factor, not only for myself, but for my family and be inspiring to my daughter too. Like, I want her to feel like if she doesn't fit into this corporate world that she can create her own space. And that's what I had to do. So I'm creating my own space and I want to be successful in doing that, you know, and want to be like the female Richard Branson or something amazing like that I see it you know and I've the been way this close to him sometimes I'm like trying to rub him you're like for good luck yeah can I can I have you met my husband he kind of <laughs> looks like you <laughs> I do kind of huh oh my gosh he's gotten that before it's really funny that's funny we went to a party after the Grammys um this past year I have to tell the story because you'll crack up okay so our manager is friends with um, Justin Bieber's manager. So we got invited to his after party. So we were all kind of like, oh, this will be great people watching, right? Yeah. And we're just so not used to paparazzi being there, right? Right. And like blinding. So I step out of the car and they're kind of like, eh, who's this? You know? Yeah. And then Philip gets out and they're like, Richard Branson, Richard Branson. And we just all started busting out laughing and you're like he's like hey hey thank you yes put my tab on his tab (laughs) (laughs) send him the bill (laughs) that's hilarious yeah oh my god it was funny it was quite funny you know they're just trying to get a reaction and half of those (laughs) paparazzi don't even know who who anybody is anyways right they're just snapping you know they're just trying to get a bite yeah yeah it's kind of funny okay so i'm gonna wrap up anything else i missed that we need to talk about no anything else you want to like talk about sweet lady jane i I love what i'm what's going on i love your stuff too it's so fun oh and it's so perfect i love your name too it's so eye-catching and thanks so perfect well i think that's why like i'm drawn to you because i love that you're just like an innovator and you're just doing your own thing and you're putting yourself out there and it's a little scary to do that like when i started this podcast i was a little nerve-wracking because it's like what if everyone thinks i'm stupid no but you're not you're so entertaining (laughs) that's what i love about it too and what the people that you've interviewed you've gotten this great stuff out of them and your questions are very thoughtful and I love it this was fun anytime you want to come hang out with me you are always welcome girl well (laughs) I love hanging out with you well you're so inspiring like I think you and that's the kind of people I like to interview are people who are inspiring the world because that's what needs to be heard and seen and more of it I hope that that's the goal too you know is just to be inspiring to 
Penelope and other people out there who might have a challenge, even if it's not dyslexia, you know, I encourage you to explore it and figure it out and don't be scared of it. You, like, just, you looked yours right in the eyes and you, you said, got this to. is the scariest thing part of my life and I'm going to like expose it to everyone. Yeah, because I'm an intelligent human being and I will fix this, you know? That just inspires me to no end. So, and there's a, where there's a will, there's a way. There if you is. don't face it, you can't fix it, so. Amen. You know, and it will chase you. It will. Forever. It will. It so, will chase you until you look at it in the eyeball. Yeah. And now I don't feel so, you know, I kept going back to college, kept going back to college and trying to get that degree. And now that doesn't mean in, as much to me as before, because now I feel like I've conquered what you my, were trying to do with college. And exactly. All like I'm, I'm still learning and I'm still reading books and educating myself. So I'm okay with not having that piece of paper. Love <laughs> you know? that. Yeah. So I like to wrap up with leave your light. Okay. So just give me some inspiration, how you have been inspired, how you yeah. want to inspire people. Like just leave light, whatever okay. that is. To you. I like that. I like leave light. Um, so I would encourage um, people, yeah, to f face their demon and follow their dreams. And you know what? We live in a great country where you can do that. You're The only person stopping you is you. You know, Philip is a great example of that. Little Big Town's a great example of you that. You are a great example of that. You are, too. I mean, you grew up in the industry, in the music industry, too. And, you know, to do something that's so amazing, you and yours and... It feels good to ha take yeah. ownership of your life. Yeah, and it's authentic to you. And so I just encourage people to do that. And dreams do come true. You just they have really to follow do. them. Yeah, stay at it. When it gets, doesn't mean it will be easy. Mm -mm. But it won't be. And it won't be. And But it wouldn't be worth it if it was. It wouldn't be fun, you know? I think you're the most perfect person ever. Aww. You really are. You're so sweet. I love this interview. Aww, and everyone you. needs to check out your blog all Please the time. Do. Sweet Lady Jane. Please do. All sorts of great stuff up there yeah. constantly. I mean, so Thank many things you. to learn from you. You're We're growing and. I love it. And it's mine. It's my little baby. It's your baby. And yeah. it's a beautiful baby. Thank you. You've done a great job. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, too. Oh, thanks for it. doing this. You're the best oh, ever. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Rebecca Sweet, everyone. Thank you. Caroline, she's the queen of talking. Hey, what's on your mind? She's on the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. I hope you were inspired by Rebecca. I know she inspires me, and I am just so glad that I got to have a chance to interview her. She's such an incredible woman, and she's doing so many incredible things. Make sure to check out her blog, Sweet Lady Jane. It's so good. Next week, I have Stormy Warren joining me. This dude is incredible. I was so starstruck the first time I met him 10 years ago in Key West at a songwriter festival because I grew up watching him on GAC. To me, he was like the face of country music. He introduced every music video. He was all over Nashville. He was all over GAC. And it was kind of surreal when I met him. And it's crazy because now he's been a friend to me for about 10 years. And he's always been the kindest person. He's offered me so much wisdom about how to grow my hosting career, tips on how to be a better host. He shared his story. And it's just a real big privilege and honor for me to have him join me next week on Hyper. So y'all make sure and tune in. And he has his own show on Sirius on the highway. And it's so good. It's the morning show with Stormy Warren. And he's incredible. So make sure to tune in next week and subscribe on iTunes. Bye.